This is episode 41 of rows 1 through 10, um, and we are fresh back from the Southern 500 weekend. We got another I love you, new daddy. <laughs> One of the catchphrases of the weekend, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, joined as always with, by Travis, Travis Parks, and we got a special guest, the average NASCAR guy, uh, <laughs> Kevin Glass. The uh, average NASCAR guy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for jumping in here with us. Uh, he, he went down to uh, Darlington with us this past weekend, and uh, we had a blast down there in the campgrounds and seeing a triple header worth of racing. So we figured, hell, we'll bring him on, and he can give his point of view of, of the weekend. But, uh, yeah, what you what'd you guys think of the weekend? Jeez, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that was a ton of fun, probably – Honestly, I, I've been to a lot of races this year, and that's the most fun I've had at the racetrack this year, I'd say, of, of all the races. Just just what a blast of a weekend. The Sunday schedule was that It was a long day on Sunday, and there were a lot of beverages consumed on Sunday with the one thirty truck race start leading in the longest race of the season. Um, yeah. it, was de- <laughs> it was definitely a long day, and I actually, on the way home from the race, I, I, I we were all saying how we hated that schedule. And I called uh, Sirius. I talked to Larry Mack, and he, actually, I brought that up, like because it was like hot knots. They always do like the Monday after the race, and uh, my knot was that schedule on Sunday. And he said exactly what you speculated that it was already scheduled for Mossport for that for and Fox just didn't want to give up the race in that time slot, so that's why it ended up the way it was. Because Larry works for Fox, so. He kind of gave me the insight for that. Gotcha. But, yeah. Kind of a mouthful of an intro there, but just wanted to bring that up while I was thinking about it. But, uh, I mean, what a weekend, though. Yeah, for sure. What did you think about it, Kevin? Did we lose Kevin? Did we lose Kevin? Um, maybe. <laughs> I think we lost Kevin. Yeah, I guess we did. All right, well, we'll keep going. I mean, maybe. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, oh, there, he there he is. <laughs> All right, so I have to keep the app open or else it doesn't work. But anyways, yeah. uh, I thought it was a much more exciting cup race than uh, the one in May. And uh, this was the, I, yeah, like I said, I thought it was more exciting. So, like, I would have never guessed that that was the longest race of the season. Yeah, it was over no four doubt. hours. Yeah. I, I, I certainly, I knew it would rival the 600. It always does. I mean, it's always a super long race. Um. But, yeah, it certainly did not feel long at all. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, there was action all over the racetrack all night long. I mean, even the truck race, uh, I mean, as caution-filled as that was, I was hoping to see less cautions just so we had some more time in between rest, uh, the races. Um, but, yeah, either way, it was it was a good race. Um, really, all three races were really good. So, yeah, I enjoyed myself all weekend. I'll say about the Southern 500, and I mean, we can go through the whole weekend, like on and off track and just give the Darlington rundown, but about the Southern 500, right off the top, to me, I said it after the race on Sunday, and I've taken a few days to ponder it, and I stick to it. That that was the best race of the season to me. In my opinion, I think you have that race, Loudon, the second Atlanta race, Martinsville and Talladega I think those are the top five in whatever order but I think I genuinely think this was the best race of the season yeah <laughs> I could, I would totally agree I mean obviously I think a little bit biased that it was the freshest one but I mean you're, you're right it's top five for sure probably those races 
um, and and pick them however you however you order, you know, whatever kind of racing you like, whether it's short track, uh, intermediate, uh, super speedway, you know, they all have a little something different to add. So I can see where people can kind of differ between those. But either way, yeah, solid race, great race um, and a new winner for the year. Well, we know Friday. I guess Friday night into Saturday morning started with you guys getting to the campground at like two a.m. and then getting hollered at at like what five a.m. Who hollered at us? (laughs) No, we got hollered at two a.m. when we were pulling in. Oh Oh, yeah, they just. I mean, we we didn't get hollered at, but he gave the speaking (laughs) Southern riddles. uh, (laughs) You you boys lost, even though this is a campground where we tried to give them money, but there was nobody at the front office. And uh... <laughs> yeah, like the guy lost. was the guy was like obviously like either low key hidden or or just like I don't know. I pulled up and and slowly drove. Hey, past he was the just shack. trying to figure us out. Like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I get it. It's his 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 property or whatever. But yeah, we pulled up and I didn't see his anybody at the, at the shack, and so we rolled in. Like, okay, well, we'll just pay in the morning. And then we're like, okay, which is what we did to, in May. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to decide a spot, and we're still just trying to talk and deciding like where should we park it. And this golf cart rolls up. He's like, oh, you guys just lost, and we're like, oh no, we're just looking for a spot. Like, we didn't see anybody up there, so we figured we'd just pay in the morning. He's like, oh, well, I was up there, and I was like, oh, we didn't see. Now, it. was this Steve or was this one of his goon squad? members pretty sure it was one of the goon squad members because oh no oh, yeah okay. it was definitely not because i remember we met steve saturday it, it might have been the same guy from our incident sunday night then which if that's the one thing like steve great guy runs a great campground and he just needs to i don't know if this those are his cousins or his friends but steve definitely needs to hire some better employees because it seems like we've like the, those people just if there's a right decision and a wrong decision, they're going to push the the wrong decision button. They're like the meme with like the obvious decision, like the dude like sweating, like wiping the head with his rag and then like pushing the wrong button. Like that's everybody who works at that campground. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I look at it as it's their property. They can do what they want, you know? Yeah. Not if to they keep think we're messing about... up. We're going to, we're in the wrong. <laughs> Not to keep talking about the campground, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just doing their job. It sounds like they've had some thefts, and they just don't want anything bad to happen, and they'll get bad reviews, I guess. I don't know. They, they only get it twice a year, so. But, uh, yeah, those three races, they were awesome. I'm definitely glad I got to see all three of them this year. Uh, in May, I don't even think you were allowed. Yeah, you weren't even allowed to go to the other two, right? It was just the cup race. No, we went to the other. We went to the other. We went to two. Xfinity. Xfinity. Yeah, we didn't go. To the, the truck the trucks was Friday. Yeah, we so we didn't make it. Travis went to the end of that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, we, well, we it was last Friday and drove down so- Friday. Southern Five Hundred weekend last year <clears throat> was when we weren't allowed to go to the other two. We were only allowed to go to the Cup race. Yeah. And side note, like, because I had well, like I last I year's race. I don't even I, think the trucks was there last year. No, they were because it. Remember, we got in like right at the end of the truck race. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because it was the Good same call. type of schedule as it was this year. Yeah, we were walking to our seats as the trucks were ending. I remember that. You're right. Good call. And then, um, I you know it came up on like my Snapchat and Facebook memories this week of the race last year, 
And we thought last year, we were like, oh, that was still a pretty good crowd, we were saying. And that was in COVID times. And then look, re-looking at those pictures and videos, <laughs> like the distinct difference between like, oh, man, that place. <clears throat> I don't know if they sold out on Sunday, but it had to be damn near a sellout. Cause that it was close. It was definitely different. That place was absolutely jam-packed. And, man, it, it, it was it was awesome. Like, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a show, what a crowd, and yeah, it all started Saturday with with just the Xfinity race. Like we we already mentioned the weird schedule a little bit, but we did see a good Xfinity race and uh, a lot of great racing there. And Noah Gregson ended up getting his first win of the season. We saw Denny Hamlin spin early, battle back, get the lead. Looked like he had the race in control, and then. A penalty for him ended up being his demise in the race, but it seems like we, we've seen those incidents with cup drivers and dominant cars before where they're such heavy favorites to win the race. Like, how many times have we seen truck and Xfinity races with Kyle Busch where it seems like everything possible is trying to lose him the race and he still manages to almost win it? That was Denny Hamlin on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, he, he spun, uh, picked back up the lead, and then they come down for the final pit stop, and, and the team has equipment out too early. Uh, so, yeah, they got busted on that and sent to the rear. But And he spun it, at the end of stage one. Uh, it was racing one of the lappers. I can't remember which one. And I, I definitely wasn't Denny's fault, uh, if I remember. I don't think the, the lapper really gave him any room and just kind of ran him down the track and ended up spinning him out. So I don't think you can really blame Denny for that. But. No, yeah, I mean, and Denny was getting chased out the mirror, but I guess it was – was it Hemrick? Who, who was chasing uh, who, Yeah, Hemrick ended up winning the stage. Yeah, so, yeah, Hemrick, Hemrick was running him down, and then, like I said, Hamlin got caught up in that lap traffic, and, and maybe he kind of got caught mirror driving a little bit and – and ended and I mean, up looping it. You brought that up, and that kind of started getting my juices flowing about the race itself again. And that set the trend for the week. Obviously, we know tires at Darlington where Hemrick had whatever issue he had at the initial start of the race. And they come in and slapped a set of tires on his car. And he was absolutely hauling ass through the field and drove up to second. And I don't think he was going to get Denny Hamlin if not for that spin, but he drove from the back of the field up to second, just under green, and that's the difference that a set of tires will do you at Darlington. Oh, yeah, he ended up going from the last to the lead there and picked up the stage win because uh, I ended up texting Kev- – or mess- I, I had used my phone to write a note to Kevin. He was sitting next to me during the race, and I said, 18 just drove from to last – from last to second. Well, I guess it was second, and then he won the stage. I was like, that was nuts. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten to notice that if you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, I, but, it, but in the end, it kind of ended up costing him because I think they, they left uh, without a set of tires left at the end of the race. Uh, yeah, they, I think they, it kind of burned them sure, at the end. I'm pretty sure they were leading on that last restart on an old set of tires. So, because I mean, and I even at that point, I kind of disagreed with the pit call and I was sitting by Drew or Buzz, one of them. And I said, I would have come in and put a set of scuffs on it. Well, they did. They had that set of scuffs laying there. But, I mean, a set of scuffs versus stickers at Darlington, you're still screwed. Didn't they – but didn't they stay out? Uh, You might might be right. You might be right. I'm pretty sure they stayed out. They did have the set of scuffs glued up because I was listening to the radio when they said that. Yeah, I was was doing the same. I I listened to them on the radio 
And then I'm I'm not sure. And then I started flipping through the channels. So like I didn't hear what went into the decision, but they ended up staying out rather than putting that set of scuffs on. And that was just like a, they would have had somewhat of a better shot with scuffs because even the scuffs they had were scuffs with limited laps. So I mean, maybe he would have stood a puncher's chance on the scuffs, but to not take any tires at all, I just didn't really agree with that decision. Yeah, I mean, like I said. I- Maybe they played the track position game. I mean, you got to do something. I mean, you, you come and take scuff tires. You're gonna be, I don't know, wh- wherever you come in. You know what I mean? Where I don't know where he was running at the time, but and you're gonna come out at least that far, if not worse. Uh, so you're definitely not gonna make that up. You might as well try to defend and and see what you can do. So are scuffs reusing tires previously used in the race? Because I yeah. know you only get like four sets, right? Yeah, yeah, you get a certain amount of sets. I'm sure it's more than four. Obviously, it's probably definitely more than four at Darlington. But, uh, yeah, so scuffs are like a tire that you've already ran for X amount of laps. And, obviously, you didn't want like, – I think he had maybe 10-lap scuffs. So, they were 10-lap old tires. The alternate to scuffs are stickers, as in, like, the stickers still on them. Yeah, fresh stickers. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, that uh, that's interesting because I would have never guessed, or I honestly didn't know that they use different sets for different tracks. That's really cool because yeah, you're gonna burn them up at different tracks. So, oh well, yeah, it's like the, the tire compounds at these race tracks are all different. So. I didn't know they changed that. Okay. So, uh, I just always thought they were like stuck to four, and like if it's a shitty tire, like <laughs> you you're on your own, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting to go back and rewatch that and figure out what the the net loss was there, um, and if it if it would have worked out, you know what I mean? Yeah, between the scuffs and because st- I mean he ended up finishing twenty fourth after restarting first on the last restart, so yeah, it, it obviously didn't work out. So no, but it was definitely put on a show. Uh, I was hoping for him to get that win, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, props to Noah. He did a good job. Like, I'm not a Noah Gregson fan. I've, I've been a harsh critic of his, but no, he, he did a good job and he earned that win for sure. He had to wheel it. And Harrison Burton was definitely, I think if Harrison Burton had another two or three laps, Harrison Burton probably would have won that race because he was definitely hauling ass. But it ended up being Noah's race. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Darlington, there are no fluke winners and, and Dar- uh, Noah Gregson. Finally put it together this year. I mean, we know he's capable of winning races, and and he's had a quiet few uh, few months now, and I think that's kind of what he needed to kind of reset. And and this this might be a big shot in the arm come playoff time. You know, we start the playoffs in what two more races? Uh, I guess three races. Uh, we start the playoffs or whatever. But um, yeah, it's a big win for that nine team and Noah Gregson. Um, and like you said, you're not a big fan, but love him or hate him, he's he's definitely a polarizing. Uh, polarizing figure in this sport, and that's what we need. It was yeah. an awesome win, too, either way. Yeah, for sure. Like I said you had him, Denny Hamlin with the penalty, and then kind of injected Noah into the, the mix to really win this thing, and then he ends up pulling it off. But you see, had uh, Harrison Burton right there nipping at his heels. And we know those two have a history. That's what I'm, I don't think Harrison ever got close enough to him to move him, but I think if he did, he definitely <laughs> would not have hesitated. 
He yeah, definitely I, didn't I, get Larson close. <laughs> honestly, I, I honestly totally forgot about that they had history until just now when I mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even think about that in the moment that Harrison would potentially put the bumper to him. Um, my, I was honestly in my head thinking those. I just thought I was just like other. Harrison's gonna put the bumper to him because it's Darlington and his family's got a big history here. You know, I'm just like Harrison. Harrison wants to win just as bad as Noah does. So I was like, oh, this could be epic. In my head, I was like, oh, these two are gonna take each other out. Well, they, I didn't even think about that race. either. I said I didn't even think about the previous history those two have. But I mean, good, good, good racing though. I mean, like I said, Noah had a fast car and the. The biggest criticism, among other things, with him is like his racecraft has been terrible. I mean, I I'm not trying to nip, but just to be straight up, it's been it's been terrible. He doesn't finish races. That's always been the criticism of his. He said he he should probably have double digit wins in the Xfinity series by now. If if he completed, you know, half of the races where he had a winning car and didn't put himself in a bad situation, he could be a double-digit Xfinity race winner. and I mean, possibly a champion by now, because we saw that race at Texas last year that he should have won, that should have put him in the championship. He didn't win it. He didn't get to the championship, and then he had a fast car at Phoenix and was right up there, so who knows how that could have ended different. Like I said, you know, he's going in the playoffs now, though. He has a little bit of momentum, a race he actually put together and finished, so... I mean, a little bit of luck with the Denny Hamlin issues, obviously. But, you know, maybe he can ride this wave of momentum into the playoff and there'll be some good tracks coming up for him. So, hey, you never know. You know he's going to have fast cars under him in the playoffs. So, yeah, we'll have to see how it ends up. Yeah, and you think about it. Since that uh, incident at Atlanta, I believe that that was Atlanta 2, correct, where him and Hemrick had the little incident? That was Atlanta 1 back in March. Wow, really? Yeah. Phew. Um, either way, I feel like he's kind of had a quiet summer here. Not really had too much going on, you know, not really tearing up race cars too bad or or really ever since that race at Road America where he I think he crashed on the first lap. Like he's had some really good runs. I think he was on a streak at top tens or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and just be quiet in the news. We haven't really talked about him on here much and, and I think that's kinda kinda what he needed and then and then he goes out and get this big win. Um, it certainly is the right time to be peaking for that team. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, anything else to add on uh, that Xfinity race for me? And an awesome celebration <laughs> after the race, climbing the fence and everything. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he burned the hell out of it uh, down the front stretch there. And then, yeah, climbed the fence right in front of us. So that was pretty cool. Um no, I mean, I, mean, I always – go ahead, Kevin. I felt bad for that guy who was wearing the Noah merch that didn't have the marker on it. <laughs> we're like, no. The Sharpie. Anybody got a Sharpie? Yeah, he was just screaming. It was, it was so sad because <laughs> you could tell. He, he, he was such a fan. He got a moment that any fan dreams of, and he didn't have a Sharpie. So <laughs> I let that this. be a lesson. <laughs> I miss this. Yeah, no, the oh, guy right down that? by the fence, like he had a car with him and had Noah merch on. <laughs> He, he was the only over. person with a Noah shirt, had a Noah car, and uh, Noah, like, came and said hi to him, and he was like, can you sign this? And he goes, yeah, you got a Sharpie? And what did you say, Travis? Like, yeah, I got one in my 
sock while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pulling yeah. a Chato Tosinko or Trello. And... <laughs> like, so the guy starts like running around like, anybody have a Sharpie? Anybody have a Sharpie? He's like freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. I think he did say he would catch him at the end. I, I hope he did. I uh, hope he did too. I felt so bad because that, that guy. guy. Yeah, no, you can tell. Like that I would have went uh, and bought him a sharpie, like if it was in cards. Yeah, I mean, big yeah. shout out to Noah. He definitely took the time with the fans. I mean, a ton of fans lined up along the fence there when he won, and and he took the time to walk down, like basically from where his car was down to about the start finish line or a little past it, and and uh, yeah, so he had a moment with the fans there. So he was definitely pumped up about the win. I mean. And as somebody who's only going to go to one, maybe two races a year, I, I I love how you guys go to all three races. And the lower series, they don't have the prestige or the money, so I get why they wouldn't necessarily equal the TV ratings. But, I mean, if you're going to see it and you're going live, do it right. And I, I, Like, even last May, I said it, the, the Xfinity race was so much more exciting than the Cup race. Ironically, it wound up being opposite. Uh, this with this cup race, especially with Larson sending it at the end. I mean, it was just awesome. Uh, so uh, I'm just really happy I got to see all three races because it's <laughs> uh, it's so much different with the lower series because you can tell those guys are like trying to make something of themselves, and you just have less skin in the game because I don't know. In the cup series, everybody takes everything all personal, and maybe it's because I'm not as into the lower series. I just I don't get that vibe and I can relax a little bit more and try and just watch a race, which is the entire point of going, you know? Yeah, certainly. I mean, like I said, all the eyes are on the cup series. Um, It's more of like a niche, niche market. If if you follow the sport of NASCAR to watch the lower series. Um, But it's a common theme on here that we talk about that the Xfinity series package is way better than cup. I mean, if it makes for enjoyable racing, I mean, you can tell when it like it's it's crazy. You, you see people who are like dressed normally, and you could tell no less than I do even, and they start getting into it when you know they start rubbing and like, or even not even rubbing, like just you know trading off and staying close, and you know you know like you said with uh, the Xfinity series, Denny making that mistake. So like, just the changing of who the leader is, and you know anything could happen. It's if you're paying remotely any attention while you're there, I mean, it's it's fun. It's exciting. Now, yeah. aren't this year's cup cars going to be the Xfinity cars? Is that as soon as next year, or is there a couple years till? Oh, uh, so so they're the, just the chassis, just the chassis, not the body or anything. The chassis, oh, the chassis okay. are almost identical. Okay, okay, I think they they have to replace a couple things on them, but. Yeah, for the most part, it's just the chassis that they're using, not the not the actual body. That's good. Okay. I thought it was like the whole car. Yeah, no. Okay, that's good. Um, but yeah, like Kevin said, it's it's an action packed weekend when you go to all three series. Um, honestly, I, I felt like we were so busy at the racetrack, we we didn't have time to do half the things we wanted to do. Um, I, I feel mean, like what I, did we do. Well, I don't even remember what we did Saturday after the race, like. We went and got barbecue. That's right. <laughs> By the way, if you if you go to a race at Darlington and you don't go to Holt Brothers Barbecue, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, they didn't have any brisket this time. That was a downside, but it was still just, just absolutely delicious. So go get Holt Brothers if 
you're off 95 going through Florence and Darlington or you're at the race or whatever. You Holt Brothers Barbecue. Wow, that place is that place is pretty uh satisfies the sweet tooth. Yeah, I mean, they, they got two occasions I know of, uh, one in Florence and then one in Darlington there. Uh, and, and, yeah, you say there's no brisket, so brisket shortage. And like we like to say, there, there's definitely no shortage of shortages. Brisket shortage. Brisket shortage in Darlington, boys. Not to keep the plug going, but that place was really good, and I got the uh, pork belly uh, tacos and mm, – yeah, those were pretty spot on. Uh, a little icing to the weekend. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the Sunday schedule was super stacked and, and packed, and it's just like we, we, we didn't have time to do everything we wanted to do. I mean, we think we had like a two-and-a-half-hour window between the cup race or the truck race and the cup race, and, I mean, we we made that two-and-a-half right up to it. You know what I'm saying? We we were outside the gates when the fly flyover happened, but made it to our seats before a pace lap. So I'm so glad they let you walk out in between and re-walk in. That it would have been Oh, yeah. it been miserable to stay there all it day. It was already a long hot day, especially during the truck race. I Dude, mean, I, I was getting miserable during the truck race. Like just like yeah, no, it was I'd rather go to the then. fan zone. Like I'm just I don't care at this point. Yeah. And it, the truck race was not a very good race either. I mean I mean, I don't want to say a bad race, but Sheldon Creed definitely whooped up on everybody, and there wasn't the amount of uh, craziness like we saw here in the spring. I don't want to say it was a bad race, but it, it definitely dragged on there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, a great, definitely great race, like, I felt like, for a second. I was just praying, like, no cautions, please. No cautions, please. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I definitely I didn't I was... expect the truck race to be my least favorite race. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh but the other two were good, so it's not necessarily. I don't even think it was the racing as much as it was just like the timing just made us all miserable. Yeah. We were like, "Oh my god, this sucks." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was think... expecting a big one though, especially in the truck race. And I feel like, I mean, in May, in Xfinity and uh, and the Cup race, we definitely saw ten car crashes or pretty close to it. And uh, I don't remember seeing that at all. This there was a damn fifteen car pile up in the truck race here in the spring. There were sixteen cautions in that race. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were about to say this one. I was like, oh damn, I must have missed that. <laughs> must have been getting chicken <laughs> tenders. That part. Uh, must have been getting chicken tenders. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story we'll get into. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, truck race is all right. Sean Creed kind of dominated. It was a good race for second. Uh, but yeah, long hot day out there in Darlington. Kind of wish we had a little bit more time in between races, but I wish the we'll take it with a grain of salt. Saturday. Yeah, I wish it was a doubleheader Saturday. It sucks they didn't want to give up that, that would time be awesome. slot. And it was probably one of the longest truck races of the year. It was a 200 mile race, so just as long as the Xfinity race at Darlington. So long race. I, I would imagine all truck races at Darlington are long. Well, no. No doubt about that, but I'm just saying a 200 mile race at Darlington. There's no need the trucks need to run 200 miles at Darlington. 150 max. Well, I'm pretty sure they run 200 most weeks, don't they? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. 200 at Vegas. Either way, Darlington ain't no cookie cutter. (laughs) That's true. There was no shortage of laps in the truck race. Like, even more so than the road tracks, which is a whole nother ball game when you're dealing with a freaking 
you know, boat driving turn left only cup car, but <laughs> doing laps at Darlington and, and the, the iRacing, that's uh, tough. It's, it's not necessarily fun if you don't know what you're doing, especially if you try and, you know, do uh, qualifying laps. I was yeah. just happy and surprised that these truck drivers were able to keep it together because, I mean, they weren't able to keep it together here in the spring. Like, we know what happened at Knoxville when they went there earlier this year. Like, we've seen so many examples of these truck drivers just complete. And, I mean, we would have been even more miserable than we were if that truck race just, like, dragged on and went right into the cup race. Because right. imagine if that race just went so long that, like, we didn't have time to go back and get beer. Like <laughs> I was I was starting to worry about it there for a little while. Shit, that race was so hot. I got a little bit of water with my beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, trucks was good. Um, I got my Casey Kane diecast in between that race, and that's when Mo showed up. Yeah, that's when we did a little shopping. Went to the fan zone. Uh, hit some gypsies there. Uh, like I said, I just felt rushed during that whole time, and it just I, I wish I had more time to to look around at the stuff. Um, oh yeah 100 percent. that's part that's why i hated that schedule because you know i i like walking around like i didn't even buy any merchandise on sunday but i mean i just like walking the trucks and stuff we got those disgusting mashed potatoes i mean just absolutely just absolutely horrendous but they were were delicious (laughs) you know they hit the spot slightly they did hit the spot slightly, and then like like after four or five bites, I was like, "All right, I'm good." They were absolutely disgusting. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When I got towards the bottom of the cup, I was I was done. <laughs> Ready I to got like halfway through mine, and I was disgusted with myself. I got three quarters. Like, <laughs> Certainly, with were... as hot as it was, uh, it was it was quite disgusting, but. I was a little hungry at the time, so I was like, hey, we I'm do eat appreciate mashed potatoes. The free mashed potatoes. I mean, it's 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 instant mashed potatoes in a in a ramen cup. So right, like, I, I knew what I was expecting. So I don't I don't think you guys have normal office jobs, but if you try, like, I guarantee they were using like a Keurig equivalent of producing hot water, like some little hot water, like they weren't <laughs> boiling water. So you could just tell based on the consistency of the potatoes that. The water just isn't hot enough to get it that nice, silky smooth. So it's a, it was very starchy. For oh, it was it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> they, they weren't using boiling water. I can tell you that they were in a. There truck. was a shortage of boiling water. <laughs> yeah, no shortage of shortages. But yeah, let's uh let's get into this cup race. What do you guys think of that? Jeez, I mean, all right. So I said uh, at the top, I thought it was the best race of the season, and. I took a couple days to think about that. I, I stand by that take. That was the best race of the season to me. I mean, it was action-packed. You had comers and goers. But to me, I mean, so we know Denny Hamlin won this race, and we'll kind of, like, work backwards in the stories of the races is kind of the, the way I like to. But first off, uh, I, I, Denny Hamlin, I kind of feel like he's having one of the best seasons of his career. Like, he's on have, like, his best average finish. Like maybe most top fives, maybe most top tens. Like he's going to be very close to setting all those records, and he just hadn't been able to get it into victory lane until Sunday. But I mean, the team's been so good all year, and I kind of feel like a lot of people, like all of us included, because none of us picked him to win the championship in our 
race day pickums playoffs. Like all eight of us, I think there's five Larsons. I picked Truex, Ben picked Kyle Busch, and Aaron picked Chase Elliott. And but no, really, we all none of us picked Denny Hamlin to win the championship or even get to the championship four. And kind of feel like that might have been a mistake, and we were sleeping on Denny a little bit because that team's been fast all year, and they finally put it in victory lane the first race of the playoffs and kind of hey remember me yeah no doubt i mean that's definitely a big shot of momentum for the 11 team and and like you said he's having a career year so not to discount that 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 he picked up or that he's having a great year and running really good because he is but you think back that how many people and guys that really have been running up front and contending for wins and picking up wins had issues uh saturday or sunday night i mean you had Three of the four Hendrick cars had problems. Um, you had Kyle Busch got junked. Um, well, Ryan Bro- Ryan Blaney lost his brakes. And I think the total was like Blaney oh, looked oh, good though. Eleven of the sixteen playoff drivers ended up having issues. It was like a, and I feel like we see this almost every year in the first race of the playoffs where. We just see a laundry list of playoff guys. And I just – I don't get it. I, I I wonder, like, why that happens where the playoffs start and these guys just, like – these teams just fail to execute. Like, you know, these are uh, guys who don't typically have issues. And then we see over half the playoff field just fall apart on Sunday. I was just – it's such a head-scratcher that I don't know if it's the drivers and the teams pushing too much, if it's just circumstance. I mean – there's a lot of reasons why that could be the case, but it kind of felt like everybody was losing their minds on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like it's usually a problem. I mean, yeah, you have a couple of issues, but, I mean, that's like a typical of a race. I mean, it just happens to be the playoff guys. But, uh, I mean, I think this year – I feel like the playoffs are set up for that, though. They, they, well, certainly because, now. Because I mean, you've seen it in the past where, like, guys like Kyle Larson, like, dominate – rounds one and two of the playoffs and then all of a sudden like they have three bad races and you're just you're out of it oh yeah <laughs> so, I, mean, I think it's supposed everybody to- understands that like like i mean it would be embarrassing for somebody with the caliber like kyle bush or chase elliott to get knocked in round one but like the way they set the playoffs off especially round one where you got you know short track on short track and then short track it's martinsville richmond and Darlington, right? I mean, that's there's no cookie cutters there. Like, there's no mistakes to be made. If you push too hard one of those races and nobody else does, then you're just out on points and, and you got to try and win. That's as a Kyle Bush fan, like when Kyle wrecked out, I was like, well, we got to get a Richmond or Bristol and win. And then so many guys had issues that it doesn't even like Kyle's like two points out now, I think like, cause just so many guys had issues on Sunday. It was crazy. Like I thought Kyle was screwed. I was like, well, we're in a must win now. Like I said that to you guys. And I mean, I was like, it is what it is, but yeah, a lot of guys had issues that even, even Michael McDowell, who's like the heavy underdog, like nobody expects to advance. He jumped in and stage one finished last, got one point. And he's started the playoffs with only five playoff points, and he's only 20 points below the cut. So, no, we don't expect Michael McDowell to advance. But the fact that he even still has a chance to advance on points shows how crazy this has been. Yeah, and <laughs> Shows Kevin, how crazy it's set up. 
Yeah. And there's a reason Michael Jordan wanted to start a team or was willing to start a team with Denny Hamlin despite lack of championships because, I mean, that's what those guys are all about. But, I mean, like I heard you mention luck before, Travis. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan, but I've seen this sport enough to where it doesn't matter what level you're at. There's always a sprinkle of luck with every victory lane for sure. Yeah, you guys touched on it, especially Kevin. He, I think he hit the nail on the head with uh, NASCAR has really set it up for this. I mean, you think back to previous years uh, of iterations of this format where you had like Chicagoland and, and Las Vegas <laughs> as the opening tracks, uh, and Kevin called them cookie cutters. Um, whereas now you, the opening race is Darlington, the hardest track we go to all year for these drivers. Um and, and Darlington chewed up some race cars this weekend. You know, that's what that's what we came to see, honestly. That's and and now these drivers that are are in a hole head into a, to a short track at Richmond where you can kind of take it back into your hands as well. Um, but be interesting to see if we see any uh, maybe not retaliation, but just somebody drives over ahead and and wrecks. You know, the, and then the the days of the Jimmy Johnson Chad Canals like. Oh, run good at the mile and a half and win a championship are are over. Like this, like we know we got Darlington, Richmond, Bristol. Then the next round we go to Vegas, and then we have Talladega in the Roval, and then you go to the next round. You have two mile and a half, and then Martinsville, and then the championship decided on Phoenix. So like the day, like the cookie cutter intermediates deciding the championship, and if uh, you know whoever's good on the mile and a half is going to win that, like those days, like I said, those days are over. Yeah, the, the, the throughout not all to take three rounds. Away from Jimmy, though. Oh yeah. No, no, not I mean, to take anything away from Denny, but I mean, like I said, throughout all three rounds, you got to be good on on all types of racetracks, and and once you finally make the final eight or the the elite eight, we should, we'll call them, um, then then you finally get a couple cookie cutter mile and a half, and then you go to a short track to end it. So, um, kudos to NASCAR for putting this schedule together i'm mean, really excited we've said uh seen some rumors that the 2022 schedule is going to be coming out next week so hopefully we'll have that to talk about next week um and we've been hearing some rumblings of some good or some new tracks for the cup series on there uh, you can search up the rumors on twitter if you want yeah um yeah well we know yeah I'll, i wanted to touch on that we'll touch on that after we're darlington's all uh all said and done but no, I feel like we could talk about Darlington all night long. <laughs> we could. But I mean, but I mean, so the story of the week, I guess, like from listening to Sirius, and to me, I didn't even think it should have been such a huge story. But I mean, yeah, I guess we got to talk about it because it's what everybody's been talking about all week. It's like Kyle. The Bush video was calling. aggressive. If you're talking about Kyle Bush, <laughs> yeah, hauling ass into the garage and. And Eric, Eric had mentioned to me apparently he's he's hit somebody before. I didn't hear about that, but that's not cool. <laughs> uh, what? I, I'm pretty sure he's them. he's hit somebody at Bristol before. Not not nearly like like he did Sunday or potentially did Sunday, but I believe he had. If you watch the video, he didn't even come close because those guys were like ready. For I mean, it. You, yeah, they darted. They, they were scared. They jump in front of. In front of thirty five hundred pound race cars every well, I got so couple of hundred so, laps or whatever. Not number one, if if and NASCAR doesn't want drivers to go through there, why don't they put a barrier there? Well, they they kind of did, so they made it to where. Well, they the put cones, cones were kind of for. 
<laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. They had it to where it was a small opening, so you had to slow down significantly to Keywords make Keywords slow down. I, I heard Brad Gilly say this morning, and it was so, it's so true. Like you see it in, He said you see it in construction zones and traffic every day practically. Tra- uh, cones give people a false sense of security. That's what yeah, Brad absolutely. Gilly said this morning. And I mean, it's, like, if you don't want Kyle to go through there, put a jersey barrier up there. Well, well how is he going to get to the garage? Then move the move the jersey barrier out. You know right? how long that's going to take? You're literally oh, like to get a plastic a, barrier. Okay, I mean we could do that. I mean, but still, I, as I say, it's so much easier just have some <laughs> cones of, there. Yeah, instead of having some dude who has to area. move cone after cone, depending on how many wrecks there are that night, you're gonna have some dude move a jersey wall. Every <laughs> that's just not practical. I mean, right. I mean there like I said, there was literally only two people doing that job. Don't there try was, to well, defend what Kyle Bush did, dude. Like he I'm clearly not he clearly was speeding. I mean. Why, why? There's no need to be going that fast. We know you're frustrated. We know you're pissed. I, hold on. I, I never at, at any point have tried to defend it. Well, it certainly just, sounds like, like it. If you, if you don't no, want to bump it there, I, just no, put it, a barrier it, it, up. No, it's not That's at certainly all. what it no, sounds it's like. Not at all. It's literally not at all. Okay. Like, well, no. He, no, the fine was right. He shouldn't have hauled ass through there. NASCAR also needs to do a better job at securing that area. For what purpose? Not, if you're not supposed to speed through there. Because there's always okay, so number one, there's fans there, and I guess sponsor people and fans who have no business being there, and those people do not need to be oh, right man. up on pit wall like that in the middle of that. Yeah, there were the tire guys too, but beyond the tire guys, there were other people walking around Dude, there that had no business being there. You've had hot passes before. There was only two Dude. people in the way that had fire suits and helmets. You know, I I I I locked up again, but I was giggling when when you giggled, Derek. I mean, like. There's a reason he had a bit of silence there. Right. Like, I mean, like I said, NASCAR the, set it up plenty fine the, the fans, for professional drivers. Right. The fans are here. The to truck see. drivers didn't have a problem. Trucks I'm had to go. I'm just not here defending Kyle. Like, number one, I don't want right, to well, paint it as that. I don't think the, it's that big a deal. Then we don't but even I also need to make, think, okay, that they need to secure it better. For what reason? For, there's yeah, no. no reason. I mean, what are you going to have a dude, instead of moving a cone, you're going to have him move. Uh, Jersey wall every time somebody so, so what happens the next time this happens then like it's 50k it shouldn't happen to begin with yeah, right I mean are we just gonna wait for somebody to get hit to decide to like actually do something about it then what, what, what are you gonna do then I mean, I, I mean, said, you, you you signed the responsibility. Yes, of, and there's like, always going to be. And you brought up, I've had hit. hot passes before, so have you. Like, and I've seen people almost get hit. Like, right, and when they have hot passes. Full. In the video, only two in the people way. jump out of the way, and they're wearing fire suits and race helmets. So, like, it's not pit pass people, you know. Even if it was but pit the, pass people, you're in the way. The 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 the, the track is hosting an event for these racers. This this series. Not the, not the fans. The fans are welcome to come and welcome. The fans to be weren't even anywhere close, from what I saw. Well, it was, it was... whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. The fans, the the pit crews. I mean, like I said, there's no need to put a barrier there because one, they shouldn't be going that fast. Which yeah, Kyle Bush, like you said, Kyle it's a tight it. turn. Well, that's what I'm saying. They had it to where it was only like maybe a ten foot wide space that you could drive through, and Kyle Bush runs over, runs through two cones. Blasting through there, probably thirty mile an hour, and hauls ass to the garage right to his his hauler. I mean, Kyle Busch was in the wrong. NASCAR fined him for that. 
I mean, I, yes, yeah. we, we should talk about I mean, it, but there should yeah. be no discussion on it. I mean, I don't know what. No, I what I agree. I mean, I think the discussing. fine was right. I don't think it's that. I don't. I also don't think it was that big of a deal. Like, well, I, I mean, like it's definitely been made. It, a it's a big deal because it's safety. Like you said, what are we gonna do? Wait around until somebody gets hurt? Don't make well, hopefully that. Don't make a big deal about it. We'll just wait till somebody gets hurt, and then I mean, I said. You need to sit Kyle down and say, look, dude, you do that again, it's going to be $100,000. So you're telling me that's the first maybe time even that's suspension. ever happened? Yeah, maybe even a, a race suspension. So you tell me that's the first time that's ever happened? It's not no. the first. I mean, but then again, the there was just as many crashes in the truck and the Xfinity. And, like, I'm telling you, that one guy who had to jump out of the way, his job is to remove the cone after they slow down because they make it such a tight window that based on the angle you take odds are good you're going to hit the cone so they just have some dude remove it because you're off pit lane anyways you don't have to worry about anybody coming behind you uh i don't know it it just shouldn't happen uh uh, yeah i don't i don't know i don't i don't think we need to add any barriers there i think cones are plenty enough or, I mean, hell, I don't even think we need no. cones to be honest. I mean, yeah, well, I say either have a barrier or have nothing. The cones are stupid. Like, I mean, well, hell, not really. I mean, I, mean, I said it, like, it, it narrowed, it shortened it up to where you had to slow down more to make the turn. I mean, that makes sense to me. I don't know. I mean, those things don't have headlights, so and they're pulling into a parking lot at that point, so. Parking also, that full I'm, of people. I'm not saying like it was a huge, and there's not that many people. But if you ever have hot passes too, don't be that guy. If you get hit by a race car and you have hot passes, I'm not I'm bringing up the tire guys here, but I'm saying if you are a fan and you get hit by a race car when you have hot passes, it's your fault. Don't be that guy, right? Like, so there's I mean, definitely I, like, no I reason saw, for I you saw, to get hit by a race car. I saw a dude get like knocked the hell out by a super late model at the snowball derby last year just would not get out the way and they just pushed the car right into this guy like, yeah, like i said if you're if you're in that area you are in the way be out of the yeah. way you're already in the way be out of the way you know what I'm it's like derek like derek you're an electrician like he like what would you do if there's a crowd of like 20 people just like or kevin like at your cubicle and there's just like 20 people like standing <laughs> I don't around work in a cubicle <laughs> asshole oh you don't no, I don't. Uh, well, whatever you do in, uh, on your computer, like just imagine you're trying to like get through the office and there's like 20 people standing around, like while you're trying, like get the hell out of the way. Surely don't run through there 20 mile an hour. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, just we'll put a barrier. You or I did what Kyle Bush did in front of a state trooper. Our ass is getting a big old fancy fine. Big, like, oh yeah, so did Kyle. Exactly. So I, is, I, right. I don't well, know why we're even discussing it. If if we want to get into percentages, a fifty thousand dollars <laughs> fine means oh, less. It's, it's literally NASCAR has to do it to look good. Like I mean, that's Kyle, literally what this is. Kyle's worth millions. That's like point zero one. <laughs> and, and the reason it's such a big deal with this Travis is because people hate Kyle Bush. I mean, he's just a polarizing figure. Just but like at the same time, that's like, what I was just, looking for. just like just like <laughs> Noah Gregson. <laughs> Just like Noah Gregson at Atlanta. Noah Gregson well, is a no, polarizing figure. No, Noah Gregson is a polarizing figure. So that whole pit ordeal thing was blown way out of proportion. Which, well, which is ironic because nobody cares. Like everybody cares about endangering pit crew members now. Right. But when Noah Gregson backed into fans. a bunch of guys actively pitting a car, it wasn't that big of a deal. I, but, like I said, they're polarizing figures. 
<laughs> that, and that's why it, it, these things blow up. You know what I'm saying? Well, as far as the heels in NASCAR, though, like Kyle Busch really isn't that bad. The well, only dude, reason people hate he him is because he, he drives it Toyota. Right into it, Sunday. He hops out of the car after blasting through that 30 mile an hour and says <laughs> we like shit, shit all day anyway. <laughs> says shit twice live on TV. And then when asked about the next all right. year, says, who cares? We've run like shit all year. I mean, he, he took a I page mean, out of the Ward Burton book. <laughs> we run like shit all day anyway. Yeah, F bombs and C bombs or whatever you want to, I mean, shit, that's up there with ass. Like, those aren't even necessarily cuss words. I mean, shit and crap are. Dale Jr. would like to have a word with you, son. Well, that, Damn was, di- that was different times because that was right after the Definitely different accident. times. Do you know the story, right. Kevin? That was I right do after. not know the story. Okay, that so... was right after the Janet Jackson whole deal, where like the SEC. Oh, we're talking about they... Justin Timberlake. Yeah, so about, so like well, after... Dale Jr. He gets out of Talladega, and somebody asks him about winning here, winning Talladega four times, four straight, or whatever. He's like, "It don't mean shit. Daddy done done it ten times, or whatever." And they docked him points, and I damn near no I think, way. I guarantee so... you that cost him a championship. The the explanation wow. of that the explanation of that was it was right after the Janet Jackson Super Bowl deal and the FCC had come out and said that if like they were cracking down on shit because Janet Jackson's nipple was on TV and they said that any station who broadcasts anything nefarious whether it's nudity or curse words they'd find every end of so your local. So like if Kyle, so in this time, like if Kyle Bush said shit on NBC, like your local NBC station and my local NBC station and every NBC station that showed that is getting hit with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine to every individual SEC or uh, NBC station. So that's uh, they've relaxed that since then and said that they're not going to hold networks accountable for things that are said by guests. But which like Kyle Bush basically be like a guest on the TV at that point. So therefore, that's why those restrictions and the years since have have been relaxed. Just the backstory on that. Well, interesting note that I would not consider Dale Jr. a guest of NBC, but he was able to get away with giant ass spoiler. So interesting. Well, yeah, because that's 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 that all that stuff has been relaxed since two thousand four. So even if you're not a guest, you can say ass and shit. Yeah, nobody really cares anymore. Like, well, I mean, as an American, we care about nudity. So, like, I don't know. I'd much rather my kids hear the word shit, even though I don't have kids. So, I guess I have no room to talk. But I'd rather them hear the word shit than see a pair of boobies. Like, I mean, the the, the FCC was just going crazy after the Janet Jack. Like, the, I, I, mean, I mean, that thing went to, like, there were court legal battles for years. And like hundreds of millions of dollars that were lost over that. So these networks were taking everything really serious. So that's why the Dale Jr. shit fine happened because that was right after. I mean that that was a year after that. Yeah. So just interesting side note. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much more to say on the Cup race. A good run for Corey LaJoy. Ross Chastain, man. Oh I yeah, Ross Chastain P three finish. We got to talk about Ross, where I think Ross could, I think, number one, Ross is going to win races once Trackhouse gets their stuff dialed in next year. But Ross reminds me of Kyle Larson and his rookie year a lot, where 
he had a lot of speed, and I think he probably – I think in late in that run, I think he had the fastest car and just used his stuff up a bit too soon, and I think he could have won that race if he was a bit more patient. But once he – kind of like we mentioned with Noah Gregson, like once he figures out how to close these races out, I mean, he's going to win – He's going to win a lot of races because, yeah, he probably should have won that race on Sunday night, honestly. I think he had the fastest car in the league going, used it up a little too soon, didn't pick his spot well, but that's all going to come with experience. Yeah, I mean, we've even seen Kyle Larson kind of do the same thing this year, kind of use his stuff up late in the race <laughs> and, and not have enough to, to secure the win. Um, so he could have a few more wins on the year. But, yeah, definitely a really good run by Ross, finished P3. Uh, Corey LeJoy. They were inside the top 10 for a, quite a while, um, and then the, the cautions just didn't fall the way. The caution there that uh, kind of threw the strategy, uh, I guess, when Denny Hamlin kind of picked up the win there. Uh, but, yeah, Corey LeJoy, top 15 finish, but should have had a, probably a top 10 finish, so really solid day for that team. They were definitely a lot faster than where they finished. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, there's – awesome racing all around but yeah i mean we mentioned all the playoff guys with the issues uh, william byron had a wreck chase elliott had a wreck alex bowman had issues all day uh christopher bell should have had a lot better finish than he did and well he ran a, really good throughout the day he he, he kind of i think got screwed on that pit strategy yeah he should have a caution lot better came finish. out in the middle well, not really in the middle of the cycle but like towards the end of the cycle and a few people stayed out he had a he had a loose wheel too i think Oh really? I didn't know that. Because he ended up, yeah, he ended up finishing like twenty. Well, that that must have happened during that same pit cycle because he was like top three for a long while. Yeah, he was he running really, really well. Day. Yeah, he had a really good day. And then guys like, you know, like Brad Keselowski did not run well all day and ends up coming home P seven. You know, just played it smart and ends up getting a top ten. Well, I picked him, and I was watching him, and I I liked the way he raced. I mean, I I just don't know what else to say other than this this cup race was so much different than what happened in May. I mean, I I don't know. Like, it it was unpredictable. I mean, it it was just constant movement. And, yeah, Denny led a ton of laps, and Larson led a ton of laps. I mean, it made you think, like, oh, it's going to be between Larson and, you know, Denny, but at the same time, though, like those two guys, especially, at the, I mean, who knows? They both ran it perfectly. They both did all they could and they both showed enough talent. I mean, they could have spun each other out there at the end and then, you know, finished P, whatever. I mean, yeah, they, we haven't even could... talked about Larson's video game ride into the wall on the last lap where, like, Oh, I think like a lot of pe- I've heard a lot of people say, and I thought the same thing. I thought Denny had a problem, and like Larson caught him too fast. Well, yeah, Larson definitely caught him too fast, but uh, no, I, I not didn't think an easy Denny... track to pass on. What's that, Kevin? It's not an easy track to pass on. I mean, no. He had what to make what Larson was trying to do was you saw if you watch the, the video of it, Denny was coming off the diamond in the corner and leaving that top groove open coming off of four and Larson was trying to not get to his bumper, but wait and time the run to get to his outside and have a drag race to the line. Um, but just, like I said, timed it too good and, and ran in there way too hot. Well, not necessarily too hot, but 
too Carl quick. Edwards did into the wall. Well, too quick and hit Denny Hamlin in his bumper, and that propelled Denny forward. Um, and then, yeah, then he got into the wall and just was lost all his momentum. But what Shades a race, Carl man. Edwards. Oh, no doubt. Right it, after it happened, like, I was like, oh, man. And that was, mean, after that race, I was just, like, sad to leave the race. Like I said, we just saw such a good race. Like, oh, can we yeah, go? Yeah, I definitely. Can we watch 500 more miles? Can we just, What's like, that? can we get new cars and, and run them for 500 more miles? <laughs> 400 more? 500 more. The Darlington 1000? The Darlington 1000. You heard it. 2022 schedule rumor. The Darlington 2000. 2000. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. Was well, Justin yeah, Allgaier in the 77 on Sunday? No, Justin Haley. I was just looking at my NASCAR app real quick and it said, said Justin Allgaier. I was like, I don't think that's right. Google know. doesn't care about NASCAR. I can promise you that. Yeah, it's Justin Haley. Because they got the yeah. new, they got like shave logic on the car this weekend. And it's cool that the two paint schemes, seven and the 77, are like inverse of each other. Like the seven is black with teal stripes, and the 77 is teal with black stripes. So pretty cool cars. They'll be racing this weekend. Uh, so yeah, do you, think, can, do you think any of these big names end up missing the next round, or do you think all these guys recover and kind of. Uh... The one that scares me is Bowman because, like we talked about last week, he's so hit or miss. He's hot and cold. Um, I could see him going out and having another bad race potentially. Um, Just to update the line, Reddick and Bowman are tied for the last spot. Kyle Busch is two points out. Byron's nine points out. McDowell's 20 points out. Yeah, I think the only one that potentially big, big miss. Who's, who's uh, like third, second? Almarola is three points out. Or three points to the good, I should say. Chase Elliott's four points to the good. Christopher Bell's five points to the good. Yeah, so I think we see Almarola and Alex Bowman flip flop in the next. By the way, funniest thing I heard all weekend on the radio was like I was flipping through the channels and Eric Almarola was running good early and started struggling. And like at one point, his like his crew chief gets on the radio and says, "Dude, are you tired?" I thought that was funny. That's pretty good. Dude, are you tired? <laughs> He's just running like shit. Like I thought that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, we'll be in I'll be in Richmond this weekend. So I'm excited. Is the whole crew that. going? Uh, it definitely think... seems like they talked to some accountants for this point system though. I mean, like you said, it's it's random and it's tight. So you can't get more exciting than that numbers wise. Are you going, Derek? Or who, who'd you say is going, Derek? I'm sorry, Kevin. I, uh, uh, just me and Ben, I believe. Ah, uh, no back-to-back, Kevin? Definitely no. no I'm, as much as – ah, uh, Richmond is my favorite track, but, I mean – We didn't tell the chicken tender story. A hundred uh, – I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, chicken tenders, everything. I mean, chicken tenders, campsite, so, all that. So, I mean, a hundred dollars so is – Kev is gone for at least two two hundred miles of the Southern Five Hundred. <laughs> we're we're starting to get concerned about him. He had no phone with him in the race. Uh, the phone was charging in the truck. There's no problem with not bringing a phone in the truck. Well, there is when we, we can't a, communicate with you. And no, because I'm a grown ass man and I know how to find the campsite. All right. What know, did we I were, say Sunday? I said I was not worried. I would be worried when we got back to camp and Kevin wasn't there. 
I honestly yeah, thought I we saw were that. I appreciated that. And I that's honestly the exact thought we were I thought we were going to get back to camp and Kev was just going to be like passed out on his air mattress under the tree. Oh, that's like totally <laughs> what I expected to happen. Like Kev, Kev just had too much of a day. He could not finish the Southern 500, pulled it in, you know, he's like, I'm well, done. Well, what's funny to me, I mean, I felt the race in May felt way longer. Yeah. I mean, just when when Truex dominated like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, like it forever. felt like it was I, also the same so thing happened. Hot. I disappeared for an hour. To get chicken fingers, and didn't miss a thing. Well, for the MTJ one, I missed the end of the race, and everybody was like pissed at me. But for this one, I was able to come back and watch more laps. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't even remember that you were gone for May. I don't even remember that. So, yeah. Oh, I I did not get to see the uh, checkered flag with y'all hmm. in May. I was, was down so, too busy so with the tendies. Too busy with the tendies. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, and then um, there was one more thing I wanted to hit on. I don't know, but yeah, the, no, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what I was gonna say. So carry on. Was it cup related? What's it? What it, was it like cup car related? If not, uh, you guys. I don't shouldn't... know. Was, I don't even remember. We didn't tell the air mattress store oh no i was just gonna say okay i know what i wanted to say now it just came back to me so our buddy mo was with us big denny hamlin fan denny won the race also i picked denny on the podcast so i was for those reasons i was pretty happy to see denny and i picked denny in the race day pick them so all those reasons i was pretty happy to see denny win there you go. All right, that has nothing to do with air mattresses, but I was gonna say too, we didn't tell the air mattress story. What's the air mattress? All right. story? Kevin yeah, bought the... his massive air mattress that didn't fit in the tent. So, somebody needs to tweet this or whatever, but all I know is there's a size between twin and full <laughs> that's that's just longer than a twin. It has nothing to do with the width. So, I don't know. And it's like uh, an extra twin, apparently. Twin but apparently XL. it's not full. A twin full, full is definitely wider than a twin. I can promise you that. We found that out this weekend. That's the mattress story. So, I had to sleep without a mattress. Well, you slept outside uh, one night. Well, I made it till 5.30 and then I got too cold and had to come snuggle up in the tent. Well, shit, yeah, because that was you fell Well, not really fell asleep, but you were... In bed, we were in your bedroom, and it was like what I don't know. <laughs> the campsite was my bedroom. Yeah, I remember the entire world was your bedroom. <laughs> Damn right! Look <laughs> at out of my room, guys. The world is on my front door, bro. You guys were watching the dude, end. Dude, of, you guys dude. were watching the end of uh, Outlaws, and yeah, started watching in just a minute. But yeah, we were watching the Outlaws all weekend. Brought the TV down so we could watch the Outlaws, and I think everybody we enjoyed that it. Terrible F one race too. Ah, uh, that's a pretty good F1 race. I mean, like, nothing happened. It was – the crowd was the best part. That crowd – I like the F1 oh, we had race. a uh, – there was a lot of strategy to be in the F1 race. The Dutch crowd was absolutely electric. Well, and I like sure. how – Well, I like their how boy Mercedes, won. I like how Mercedes tried to get Botas. They were like, hey, don't run the fastest lap. And Botas just told him to fuck off, basically, and ran the fastest No, they lap said anyway. he let off. But he still he ran the well. I think Lewis ended up getting the fastest lap on. Yeah, the they had. Lap. Yeah, it was they easy for him. Just, just, you can't compare it to NASCAR, dude. Like, 
those are just supercars beyond supercars. Like, but they, but they told they told Botas to back off at one point, and he didn't back off. Yeah, I mean, no. If you didn't have announcer even said, if you didn't have a job with him next year, you would have done the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was awesome. So. But he, the at the same time, though, he still backed off. They did the yeah, he, the. he did listen to team orders. I'm just saying that's part of the reason I don't like F1 is I hate that shit. So like when a guy does kind of go against. Yeah, no, it's team definitely orders, weird. Like yeah, Americans, I mean, it's ten which, teams. That Americans not Americans don't like that. Americans don't like that. Well, well, and that's never. what I was going to ask you. Yeah, you know, Derek, you're more of an F1 fan than me. If you're Mercedes, why are you getting rid of Botas? Like he's such a good team player. Yeah, like one hundred percent part of the reason Lewis even wins championships. <laughs> and and you're gonna hire George Russell, who's a hungry guy who's gonna want to win races. Like, but Botas has been such a good, such a good guy. Like, and I watch their Botas, uh, Netflix Drive to Survive, and it goes against like, oh, we'll never have a competition between our two drivers. We're going to have a number one and a number two. And Botas is literally so smart. He knows how to be the perfect number two. And they basically told him to fuck off. It's, it's weird. I think, I think Mercedes is thinking future, long-term future here. Um, I think they know that Hamilton's um, going to be hanging it up sooner than later. So yeah, you might have a year of, of some rivalry or two. Well, yeah, because like before Botas got there, I mean Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, those two just they they did not play well together, and they battled each other for the championship. And yeah, I mean, I mean you was... saw as soon as Nico won his one championship, he left. So I think yeah. I think if if uh, Lewis gets eight next year, or whenever Lewis gets eight, I think he's done. <clears throat> well, I don't know. He he looks he looks good. He looks young, and as long as he's got the best equipment in the world, I can't imagine he would just hang it up until. And that's what I'm saying. If I was them, in my opinion, I mean, which means nothing. I'd just ride it out with Botas because he's such a good team player. Well, and who knows what's coming next year with the new cars? I don't know the age difference between them two, but Botas looks like a solid four or five years older, at least. Yeah. I don't know. It's all interesting. A lot of cards shuffling around in F1 world. You got Botas going to Alfa Romeo and uh, to fill the void for Kimi Raikkonen. And then I saw today that Alex Albon got signed to Williams to fill the void for George Russell. So lots of storylines to follow going ahead. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. What else y'all well, got? Anything episode else? Episode 41, right? Well, that's that's the NASCAR part of it. You guys want to talk a little bit? Run down the uh, outlaws. Yeah, we can we can run down the. I actually went back and watched all four races. I'd love to talk about the outlaws. <laughs> all right, yeah. I mean, I got some notes here. I mean, I can just kind of skim over, and we can just talk about go from there. You know, I got little excerpts from each night. All for it. Fadden is yeah. Friday awesome. night, James McFadden. Uh, love that guy. Yeah, he had a hell of a weekend over on NFL, <laughs> you know? Wait, uh, do you have any midget notes or no? No, I we don't know. I don't know enough of those guys. <laughs> the, the kids in the midgets, I don't have any. I tell you what, the midgets guys. definitely make me appreciate the adults because every midget just knows, just send it every single lap. 
Kevin's best quote of the weekend. Are those kids or are those midgets? The kids and midgets. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. But, but all right, yeah, we'll get back to that loss here. Uh, J Mac, I feel like he was throwing adversity all week. They had to had to come down from uh, they're in Washington and they had to rebuild the car um, that they tore up after an eighteen hour drive um, and picks up a second outlaw win of the year on Friday night. Um, it's kind of it was. It was a quiet win. Um, he, I don't know if he led flag to flag, but if not, it was damn close. He led flag to flag, but like what I was thinking earlier is like it was the least dominant dominant win ever. Where like he had Sheldon Hodden Shield on his ass the entire time, but led every single lap. Yeah, Sheldon Sheldon was definitely breathing right down his neck, and they ran one two pretty much the entire race, um, and. Like I said, it, 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 there was caution after caution in that race, I felt like, and and he just kept overcoming it and, and had great restarts and was able to pick off the win. It was really hard to pass on uh, Friday night. I mean, Brad Sweet won the hard charger award by gaining, <clears throat> like, three spots. Like, it was pretty hard to pass. He gained five spots. He came from 10th to 5th. Oh, okay. So, I knew it wasn't many. But, yeah, not many, but the the track did get better throughout the weekend. I felt like uh, Sunday. You know what I'm thinking much. of? It's James won it on, sorry to interrupt you, on Saturday night, and he only picked up three spots. That's where I was thinking. Yeah, Saturday night, I felt like the track wasn't great. Uh, Sunday night was really good, I felt like. I wasn't a huge fan of that track in general. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't think it was. It was okay. Uh, it, by the way, we'll correct ourselves. We, we are a bunch of idiots and ignorant sprint car fans, and we called it. Skagit Speedway last weekend or last week, and it's really Skagit Speedway. Um, so three nights up there, Skagit, Skagit. So I'll call ourselves out, um, Skagit Nationals. Um, but yeah, Friday night you had James McFadden picking up the win, started second. Uh, Sheldon Hodenshield pick uh, second, David Gravel third, Johnny Shots fourth, Brad Sweet fifth, Logan Shuhart sixth. Uh, and like you mentioned, uh, Brad Sweet with the hard charger, plus five on the night. Yeah, I mean, really all uh, – I mean, none of – yeah, none of these races were, like, overly crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure three of the four races were led flag to flag. Yeah, I mean, I said, I think the best race was, was certainly Sunday, but – Saturday Only night. two of the four. I'm sorry, because Logan led some laps on Sunday. Yeah. I was thinking Macedo led flag to flag. But, but yeah, uh, Friday night and Monday night, we saw dominant performances. Yeah. But Saturday, but, you had Brad Sweet pick up a win um, at a track that's kind of haunted him throughout his career. Um, he had never won there at Skagit Speedway since he's been on tour. Um, so kind of neat to see him pick up that third victory of tracks that have eluded him this season. Um, He he finally picked up a Lincoln win this year and River City two weeks ago. Um, But, yeah, I felt like Sweet Sweet just kind of slowly and methodically picked his way off from – started third and picked his way off to second there and just about halfway and was about 15 laps to go. Went for for the lead and just kind of slowly, slowly pulled away from there. You know who impressed me all weekend was uh Tony Tony Stark or uh 
Trey Starks. Trey Starks, yeah. Trey Starks. Drove his I, – I had no idea who that guy was, admittedly. Drove his ass off all week. think he got a hard charger award on Monday, but he was definitely up racing in the top ten in all four of these races. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like you had the the, the, the usual suspects of Shots, Gravel, J-Mac, and Sheldon uh, throw Logan Shuhart in that mix. They were – they were all battling and, and up in the mix this weekend. Yeah, it was. Or, yeah, let me let me not forget the winner, Macedo. Uh, yeah, you saw Macedo get the win on on uh Sunday Sunday night, and Sunday night was the big money show. I think that was twenty five thousand, and the other ones were ten thousand to win. So the money was definitely given out Sunday night, and Carson Macedo. Pretty much dominated that race. Logan Schuhart led a few laps, but that was Macedo's race. Yeah, they, Macedo and, and Schuhart kind of battled towards the, the second half of that race and allowed Brad Sweet and J-Mac to close in. Um, and the top four battled under a blanket for about five laps. Um, and that's when things kind of got spaced back out and Macedo pulled away, uh, making a pretty pretty ballsy move into turn one. Uh, picks up the big money, twenty five grand. Uh, it's Gadget Nats. Yeah, an awesome, awesome win for that team, and they've had a great year. And and J Mac finished second, probably the best weekend of the year for J Mac with the win and ran so good in all these races. It kind of it's it's hard to be the second guy. We see a lot of second team second cars struggle even with fast teams, but uh, you know. McFadden's had a quietly awesome rookie season. He's going to run away with that rookie of the year award. So, yeah, awesome. it, been, it would have been interesting to see the battle play out between him and and Reitzel had had the penalty not happen to Reitzel or whatever. But um, got to hand it to him. J Mac is is a hell of a wheel man, and and hell, it's hard not to play second fiddle to Brad Sweet. I mean, we've seen. I think he picked up his 16th win of the year um, on Saturday. So, yeah, that's insane. And the, the next closest has eight. So, uh, an incredible year by Brad Sweet. Uh, do we see him get 20? That's, that's the question. You know, that's that makes it kind of a, a real hats off year if you get 20 wins, I feel like. I definitely think we'll see him get it. Yeah. I mean, we got, uh, uh, we already talked about it a little bit. We touched on it. Um, Monday, Logan's dominant performance, flag to flag. Um, first win in 26 races, which dates back to May. Um, the Jackson Nationals was his yeah, last. Yeah, yep. So, it's, it's, see, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but damn if it hasn't. You know, it's crazy. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it feels like something's kind of been off with that team all year, but they definitely had it turned on on, on really all weekend. You know, he was fast on Sunday. And then another, like, Shark played the game perfect. I don't know why more teams didn't, but Shark sent like that the one J out all weekend. Uh, literally, the, I don't think that car made it through lap one in any of those four races. But I mean, they cashed four thousand dollars by having that car roll around the racetrack. So yeah, good for them. yeah, I'm not sure exactly who was in there. I we'd have to I'd have to go back and watch it and look at it, but. I'm sure it was one of the crew crew boys there for Shark Racing, um, and real interesting, real interesting deal there to field, uh, get the car in the field and and collect that money, 
Um, but you talked about it. something seems to be off with him this year, and and I'm I'm not sure if we've mentioned it on here. I know I've mentioned it to other people, and maybe to you, that th- there's some rumors going around that Jacob Allen potentially will be going All Star Racing next year, and that Shark Racing will be kind of split up as as it's known or whatever, and Ooh. and have each a car in each series, I should say. Um, so be, we'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but yeah. Uh, Logan Schuhart's 22nd, 27th uh, career win and puts him in some some pretty elite company with Paul McMahon, Tom Sha- or Tim Schaefer, and Kerry Madsen. Hell yeah, man. Good for Logan. Good for Shark Racing. And like I said, I wasn't really too impressed with any of that racing over the weekend at any of those tracks. I don't think they particularly put on the best shows. Like, it, the Skagit was just so tight it's so hard to pass there there's no room there's not even enough room for them to run double file restarts there right it was just doesn't produce the best racing in my opinion some people might have loved it and if they did good for them but yeah i mean we had a new winner uh a different winner and all each four nights so that that's definitely cool to see good for the series um but like i said we got 15 races left in the season um, do we see Brad Sweet get to 20 wins? It will be interesting. We're headed to, to his home state in California for the next two weekends. Um, kind of getting back on a normal schedule of two races, uh, weekend, Friday, Saturday night shows. Um, but yeah, the, the, the outlaws head into silver dollar speedway this weekend, Friday, Saturday. Um, it's the first time back in California in two years. So I know Carson Macedo is real excited to get back home and, and helps to run well in front of the home crowd. Well, we had um just wanted to – we know Zeb Wise. We talked about his crash last week, but he got a big win on Friday and uh, beat Jack Hoddenshield for the win at Attica. So it was cool. We were questioning whether he was even going to be in the car, and he was more than just in the car. He went out and won on Friday night at Attica, and then on Saturday night at Attica, we saw Zeb Wise come home second, and we saw Spencer Baston get the win there from a starting position. So, good run for good run for uh, Zeb Wise and Spencer Baston, and some big wins for them. And then a big weekend for the All Stars this weekend as they head to Port Royal for the Tuscarora Fifty this Saturday. Fifty four thousand dollars to win come Saturday night, and then we have the night before the Fifty on Friday. So. Yeah, I want to say that maybe even kicks off with a race uh, tomorrow night. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that, but it's definitely a two-night show. Um, I think it is just a two-night show. Yeah. But, yeah, either way. That's no, a, no, 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 no. You're right. You're, you are right. I thought so. I thought it's a race yeah. tomorrow night. Yep, no. Yep, they're racing tomorrow night. And then Friday night, the night before the 50, and then the Tuscarora 50 on Saturday. Yeah, I said, I know it's a huge weekend up there for these folks. Um, I, I really wish I could make it, but I've kind of committed to going to the NASCAR race. I haven't been to Richmond in two years, so kind of kind of want to get back there and check that out. Uh, but definitely the uh, Tusky 50 is on my bucket list and and hope to make it up there. I saw, I saw a good tweet today. It said, does, does the fair happen and a race break out? Or does the race happen and the fair break out? <laughs> so, as I said, it's a huge weekend up there. I know parking spots and camping spots are going to be hard to come by. So, everybody up there be safe. And y'all have a good weekend. 
couple different. Oh yeah, we know that. we have some listeners up there. Who'll, hopefully, they listen this far, and if they do, hope they have a hell of a weekend and enjoy the show. And uh, I guess it'll be the the posse versus the all stars, and we'll see if uh, one of their boys can take it home on Saturday night. Yes. Well, not not all star or not the. Oh, sorry. Yes, right. Posse versus all stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I was not listening. But yes, should be interesting. Uh, I said it's one of the biggest races of the year, and certainly a huge race in that this part of the country. Uh, and then obviously we got in a couple more big races with the Natio coming up in a few weekends. And I was going to mention, we, me and you, we got Bristol next weekend. I'm kind of I committed to that over the weekend, and we're going to get that done. So we're going to have at least one more race with the rows one through ten joint together. So, Yeah, no I'm doubt. I'm looking and... forward to the most positive Richmond re- review from you, Derek. Oh, yeah. Hopefully the race is good. I mean, it's kind of been a snoozer there uh, past year, so. Hopefully the I think I said Which, Go ahead. No, I go I was just gonna use that as a transition one. Well I, uh, yeah, I was say it's kind of been a snoozer the past few years, but I said we saw all the playoff trouble or playoff drivers having trouble last weekend. Uh we could see some drivers trying to force things and and dig themselves into a deeper hole. Um I think well, this is a certainly lines up for a weekend that we see the the name, the action track live back up to it. This was going to be my my transition was that today we saw the gateway is going to get a cup race and Pocono is going to lose one. And I'm sorry, but I know I love Richmond, but take Richmond's spring race away and poke the Pocono doubleheader. The, they packed that place this year for the doubleheader is cool. No other track has it. The crowd was electric. The environment was awesome. I mean, the camping, I mean, and then the Richmond Spring Race, they're moving that race back and forth from night to day every two years because nobody's going to it, and they can't figure out how to get people to go to it. So, to me, they kind of dropped the ball at that. And I feel like Richmond's the track that should have lost a date instead of Pocono. Because I feel That's like what's awkward about races, though. I mean, Pocono. I mean, I bet they made more dollar wise, but I mean, <clears throat> I've been to a lot of those Richmond races and. They've been awesome. It's, it's like it's definitely not a cookie cutter, which is what we've been talking about all night. I mean, and I've only been watching the the Cup Series race there, so the fact that I've been able to, you know, show up after the Xfinity race, hear about it, and then watch the Cup Series race and have a super enjoyable. But granted, it's a lot closer, but it's, and that's uh, the thing, to, to go to Gateway, somebody's going to have to lose a date. But I just feel like Pocono had the doubleheader thing, which was cool, and no other track has it, and they're kind of ruining a bet. Uh, nobody has to lose a date. I mean, NASCAR has the longest season. They need to figure out Racing what it all takes. year long. Yeah, exactly. No they need to – I'm all about rotating the, the final track between four drivers, but they need to really think about, you know – what constitutes champion driver of the year, whatever that means. In other sports, it's MVP or whatever, but, I mean. To me, that's so most wins because, I mean, if you don't have the most wins, but, like, if you don't. If so you're you saying you don't like wins, the format, Kevin? No, he's just saying <laughs> no, that they I'm should definitely add, not saying I don't like the format. Type, type trophy. Oh. 
like somebody with the most wins. I, I just look at it as yeah, so whoever has most wins, whether you win the championship or not with the most wins. Well they have the regular the season champion, so that's I mean we're dealing with those expensive ass pieces of equipment. So if you're going based on most wins, I mean All right, hang they... on. Stop. We're getting off base here, but I want to talk about Pocono because it's interesting they they say Pocono's losing a date, but it's like those Poconos like the people that own Pocono are they going to be the one, like, hosting Gateway? You know what I'm saying? They could have uh, been the ones to approve it. I mean, maybe, but NASCAR owns Gateway, don't they? I don't know. I believe Na- Gateway is a NASCAR-owned track. I don't know anything about it, to be honest. But I don't know. Now, it's, it's is- easy. Like I said, we'll hold off judgment. Maybe Richmond doesn't have two dates next year. And we go to another new track. They turn a road course. <laughs> It's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> so, I'd hold off judgment. Lie, we get I, in do, next week. I do appreciate the road course love. We'll, we'll save this this topic for next week. We'll dive deeper into the schedule next week. Will do. Well, we've had a long show, so we can get ready to make some picks. We got the Outlaws Gold Cup <clears> Race of <throat> Champions at Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California on Friday and Saturday night this weekend. And then um, I figure, you know, we we should pick Tuscarora 50 winners. Yeah, just the Tusky 50, not the night before anything. Yeah, but no, we don't need to do all that. And then we'll pick the Xfinity and Cup race for Richmond, which are both on Saturday. Yep. No, so no, another, stacked, night? another stacked day. Are you going up Friday night or are you just going to go up Saturday since both races are on Saturday? Still debating. Um, there's a modified race Friday. But I've kind of kind of said I'd help uh, load the load the trailer up for the mini cup boys since I won't be there for the race Saturday. So if I don't make the modifies, it's no big deal. Um, still kind of playing it by by decision. I haven't figured out my plans quite yet, but I did buy a ticket today, so I am going to the race. Awesome. Well, um, well, first we can go ahead and pick a Tusky Fifty winner first, and who do you think is going to take that home? Um, I'm gonna go with probably the easy pick here, and you know what? I'm gonna stick with my roots. I'm gonna go posse, my boy. His LD, roots. LD list of we sixty nine. His roots. I mean, hey, I'd say my roots are list of we lives a lot closer to me than Sunshine Tyler Courtney. Ah, uh, well, you you know you kind of. Stole my thunder there because that's. Well, like I said, that's go. that's the he's the, the the top dog on the All Star circuit this year. So that's I was like, oh wait a minute, Posse's going to be there. Lance has run really well there this year. But I'm gonna go with somebody else. Da da da. Oh Plot shit. twist. I'm gonna go with Brent Marks, the Myerstown Missile. Brent Parts, baby. Brent Marks, I like it. Yeah, uh, I was I was back and forth between Sunshine and Brent Marks. I'll go with the Myerstown Missile. Takes it home on Saturday. All right, Kevin, Kev, you going to pick Sunshine? Sure. All right. <laughs> hot take from Kev. Kev hot take. The hottest of takes. He's Hey, the Sunshine is the hottest ray of beam on Pete on Earth. All right, Travis, give me two World Outlaws for the weekend, Friday night and Saturday night at uh, Silver Dollar Speedway. All right, well, Friday night – uh, I don't even know if he's running, but I'm gonna go with him just because it, 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 you know, he's had kind of been snake bit all year, and I feel like it'd be cool of him win. Rico Abreu, 
wins Friday. I'm just going to assume he's running out there. I don't know if he might be running the Silva 57 or his own car, but I, I have to imagine he'll be running out there at the Outlaws. And I'm going to say Rico Abreu takes him Friday night's World of Outlaws race. Oh, yeah. The Kev? one in the 12. And then Saturday night. What'd um, you say, Kev? The, the one in the 12. The 1S or the 1A? I, I, I have no idea. 12? Right. I don't think there is a 12. He probably you know, thinks 1S. <clears throat> Wait, is there a one car? There's two one cars. Oh, jeez. You can pick a one the 1J. And a 1A. In the 1J. All right, give me the give me the better one car, and then, uh, whatever is close to twelve, I guess. Eleven, Craig Kenzer. Yeah, give me Craig Kenzer. And you're gonna go Kenzer for Saturday. (laughs) For every day, and I'll I'll go Brad Sweet on Saturday. Seventeen. All right. I got them written down here. All right, Friday, I'm going to go Carson Macedo. Home home state for him. So yeah, picked up his first outlaw win here. Um, so I think I think he's going to get the job done. Um, and Saturday, I'll pick my my good buddy Sheldon Hottenshield. Hey, question, real quick. Yeah. I said Rico's first win of the season. Was his preliminary night at Knoxville, is that considered an Outlaws win? Uh, not sure. <laughs> Good question. I believe it was. So I think I, I think that would have been his first win of the season. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, because that was considered it's a tec- – I don't think it's of- – yeah, I don't think it's technically World Outlaws. It's non-sanctioned. No, I'm looking now. It was considered a NOS Energy Drink feature. They have oh, it listed okay. on here. Dude, if Nod spot, sponsors it, it's real. That's the case. So Saturday, that is series. hashtag literally the case. All right, yeah. What who are you show. taking for Xfinity Series, Kev? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> is Noah in it? Yeah. I'll take Noah and then... Um, I don't know. Who else uh, is the 18 in it? No, nah, just one driver. You only pick one, buddy. Yeah, I'll take Noah. I don't care. All right. Who are you taking, Travis? I'm going to go with the sentimental favorite. I'm probably going to take the words out of your mouth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. He gets one back from a race in 2018 that he should have won here and kind of got screwed out of. Dale Jr. wins at Richmond. Yes, that was the pick I was going to take. Like you said, just, <laughs> just who, how can you pick against Dale Jr., right? Everybody. Wait, hold Dale on, Jr. hold on. What do you mean, Dale Jr.? He's really racing more? Yeah, the same Dale Jr. This that time what, Buzz's car will be racing. The on one Saturday. race a year he's running this year. Ooh, that makes Buzzy's signature even more awesome. <laughs> All right, well, I am going to pick the guy that won here last fall, uh, Justin Allgaier. All right, Ty Gibbs is running. By the way, ooh, I like that him. out there. But I am going to go with Allgaier. All right, yeah, he swept here last fall. And then, that's right. They had a two racer, didn't they? By the way, Sam Mayer is in the ninety nine this weekend because they said he was running the rest of the season. So I guess they 
paid for him a ride, even though it's with Toyota. Oh, I thought Junior was going to be in the 88. And I was like, either oh. way, we love Junior. Well, here we no, go. Jun- Here's our fifth car. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. We got five. No, junior's, cars. In the, junior's in the eight, and Sam Mayer is driving BJ McLeod's car. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's interesting. But all right. Well, who you got for Saturday night's showdown? Under the lights, boys. The action track. Go ahead, Kev. Are we talking about the four tens? No, no, we're talking about the NASCAR Cup Series. Cup Series. Oh shit! Wait, and that's at Richmond Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Double Who do I think is gonna win? Fuck, JJ Yaley. I honestly hope Kyle Busch does because I think that would be good for the sport, but I don't think he will because NASCAR hates him. Uh, so tired of those damn Toyotas. Yeah, I like Denny Hamlin. He does well at Richmond. Pretty sure I've seen him win at Richmond. Uh, but who's your pick? Crickets. I gotta go with KB Kyle Busch. KFB. I'm gonna go with a guy. I picked him to win the championship. He's been awesome at these tracks. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. wins on Saturday night and burns it down. He's kind of dominated Richmond over the last few years, so he gets another one. All right. Um, huh. uh, this is a tough pick, you know. Penske, Penske, I mean, Quinn is still out there. So. Penske was really good here last year. You had Bowman steal a win here earlier this year. And you wore a dirty yellow 18 M&M's jersey at the race this year. (laughs) I'm going to be wearing it again on Saturday night. A dirty (laughs) yellow. Probably not wash it either. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is uh, you were easy to spot out and just (laughs) as awesome as it is to watch people root for certain people. Watching people root against you just walking <laughs> up the steps is... Yes, real quick, before we go, before I pick my pick, when, when Kyle Busch wrecks out, I'm walking the little bottom area of turns three or four grandstands there. And, and so I stop and watch it, and I'm like, damn it, that happened, that sucks, whatever. And I'm walking back up to our seats, and the whole, our, like half our section stands up and just starts cheering at me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't but, see that. Are you serious? You weren't there for that? No, I mean I I didn't see that happen. Like, oh, dude, like, cheering, like, like no, Drew, he was there for that. I don't know. I just yeah, didn't see it happen. It. But yeah, like Drew and them all stood up and started cheering, and then everybody in our section started cheering. So it was funny. <laughs> but all right, for Saturday night under the lights, I am going to go Willie B. All right. Uh, that'd be awesome. So we're just leaving Quinn on the table. Quinn, P1 Half is off the board next week. Don't worry. Oh, man. Well, all right. Almost yeah. two-hour show. but Hey, it happens. You know, it's a lot to talk about. It's a good show. We appreciate having you on, Kev, your second Rose 1 through 10 appearance. He's doing a cold beers and hot takes, right? That was it? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't make a full episode appearance yet. 
<laughs> Close enough to a full episode, boys. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys. Exactly. It's a good one, and I hope you have fun at Richmond this, this yeah, weekend. Tune in, and then... tune in to the socials. Uh, I'll be bringing some content. So next we'll weekend, next weekend show, we'll be getting fired up and ready to go to my personal favorite racetrack. So I'm through the roof for that. Excited. I, I just want to. I kind of want to fast forward through Richmond, but uh, I guess you'll be there. So yeah, have a great time and hold it down and have fun with Ben. Let Ben know we said what's up. Yes, sir. Will do. All right. Well, have a good one, Curtis, since you're probably the only one who listened this far and everybody else who did. Hope you all want to. Holla. Night, boys.